Hi sis, you've come to the right place. Living Content Podcast is rooted in the knowing that we are already healed, divine, made perfect, whole and complete. The conversations here are more about remembering that, getting to know ourselves better through different healing modalities. Here, we learn to grant ourselves access to ourselves now. We affirm ourselves of our worthiness for peace, great joy, love and abundant wealth embedded even here where we find ourselves. This here is a safe space for women to heal, cultivate joy and sisterhood. I am your host, Olarado, and I hope that this episode is a soft, sweet reminder that you are not alone. Hello, sis and the brother in the room. Hello, fam. Welcome to the third conversation of the Reclamation of Self series. If you're following the series, be sure to check out our previous conversation as well. In every conversation I've had with my guests, I'm always left in awe and transformed from their enlightenment. I am completely, and I mean it, I am completely grateful to be at the front row to witness the raw and beautiful ways in which our guests share their journeys and work. Today's conversation is no different, but for the most part, in our conversation, I was always lost for words in how beautiful my guest today shares her story. Today, I'm in conversation with Zandile Ndlovu, who is South Africa's first Black African freediving instructor and the founder of the Black Mermaid Foundation, an organization seeking to create diverse representation in the ocean arena. Her work centers around enabling access to ocean spaces to the local ocean-facing communities in hope to diversify ocean spaces recreationally, professionally, and in sports while creating a new generation of ocean guardians. As a diversity and inclusion consultant, she is able to make use of these skills in her advocacy while working to reshape narratives through storytelling. She has contributed to global topics that include ocean conservation, climate change, coastal justice, and capacitating the youth to participate in the blue ocean economy. Zandile is a change agent, using her voice to create the needed expansion in society through her work in the foundation, public speaking, and on her social media platforms. In our conversation today, we talk about her childhood self before finding the ocean, how she reimagined self towards solo traveling towards her, and her love for the ocean. This is my conversation with Zandile. Do enjoy. Hi, Zandi. Thank you for joining me today. I am so excited to have you for this conversation. You are one of the people who reminds me always that there's a world beyond our wildest dream that is real, that is possible and magical at the same time, that you can dare to dream, but also manifest it. You live at the center of a life that you love, which is so amazing, and that you have created for yourself. I'm always in awe and inspired by you and how you use your social media platform from to share beautiful deep truths um i mean you use words so beautifully and i'm always like what <laughs> so that's why i connect so deeply with you but you also share your life as a free diver a scuba diver and all the other things that we're going to talk about today on this conversation that i'm going to also just let you share um more about yourself so when i created the series and i had you in mind i was so nervous but also excited for this day that I'll have you and for this moment where I can sit with you on this conversation. So thank you so much for joining me on this conversation today. 
I am so excited to be here. I love, I love the work that you do. I love coming to your page and how it's just such a beautiful, soft, warm landing always. Um, and so I think it's such a beautiful place to be able to touch each other and feel warmth from so far from each other by the, by the homes that we create for our tribes or the people that follow us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what's needed also just in this virtual space that we live in, especially after COVID and all that. I think being able to, I mean, I following your page, whenever I land on it, that's a soft, warm landing. And I think, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so before diving too deep into, um, you know, and getting too excited, um, I want you to actually introduce yourself the way that you would um, in the season of life that you're in. I think I always prefer it that way. How would you introduce yourself and how do you, what is your relationship with yourself right now? So I am Zandilian Jovu. I'm a freediving instructor and the founder of the Black Mermaid Foundation, an organization that is working to create diverse representation in ocean spaces uh, because the space is largely undiverse and I feel like we have work to do there. Uh, the season that I'm in in my life at the moment is just, uh, many would say harvesting maybe. Um, there's a lot of work that has uh, gone into the work that I do and it's just so incredible to see um, the, the fruits off, but also to feel so incredibly led uh, by the universe, by God, to feel so incredibly held, to feel so incredibly protected and shielded in the walking towards the stream, um, kind of recognizing that everything is happening as it should. And so I am always in deep gratitude um, and just open to the universe, taking charge to what needs to be. And for me being the vessel that I need to be as I need to be. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have no words after that. I think I think I think I've seen how you've been such an embodiment of pure submission and obedience. And as you were sharing just now, I'm just thinking about how you've been so open and available to being led and guided. And that's the most inspiring thing to see in a world which we exist in and yeah, when so many of us are just clouded and trapped by fear, I think you're one of the, I see you as fearless. So yeah, thank you for sharing yourself in that way. And every time I see your underwater videos, I think of my daughter because she loves water. And I often wonder, what was your five-year-old self like? Have you always known that you were drawn to water? <laughs> Um, five-year-old self was wild and raw and it didn't necessarily look like water because I grew up in Soweto so wow. it was just yeah I grew up in Soweto and so um, all I knew is that I was wild and I got a lot of beatings and because I would play like a boy so I was very tomboyish from a very young age and every single time I would come home dirty from top to bottom. And I just never understood why we couldn't play. Um, and so five-year-old Zandi was always just wild and raw and, and undefined. Um, and I think that's probably one of the biggest things that brings me to the finding of the ocean. I battled for a very long time to understand humanity and how it works and what it means to be a woman and what it means to be acceptable in society. I just battled with all of that. And so I think it's just been a long time coming. <laughs> mm. Wow. So it's been a full circle for you, you would say. 
hundred percent. I found home and, and that just liberated me even more. And home being the sea, I found home and she told me that I could be whatever I wanted to be as I was. And that just opened up new worlds. Yeah. I was going to ask you like later on, what did the ocean reintroduce you to yourself about yourself? What parts of you did it reintroduce to you? She held up my wildness and she told me that it was beautiful and that it didn't need to be tamed in order to exist. Are you like a poet? Um, I, I, I live with words. I'm in love with words. And yeah. Sure. You know, um, for me, as I shared just now, like for my daughter, whenever I see your videos, I think about her because she's wild about water. And, but for me, because I'm the one who consumes your content, whenever I see your videos, I cannot help it, but travel with you wherever you go as you, you know, immerse yourself deeply in water. And it's because I see myself in you, right? And it's easy in that way because your lens, I see myself through you. But for you, I wonder, have you always had someone that you saw yourself through? No. Hmm. No. And, 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 and it was very difficult because... Like, like there's just many things. Like if I have to think back to when I was young, I had this very deep voice and that already was like, why does she sound like that? And luckily my mother had this friend who had a very deep voice and she would always say, but you sound like me. And she sounded amazing. And, and, and I think it's those little moments where you can find space to, to nest yourself. Um, but outside of that, I think it was always just a, a, a search, a searching. And I remember my first find being the sunflower. And many people are always like, what do you mean? And that was where I started walking towards myself. I found hockey, which allowed me to be boyish as much as I was a girl. But there was one place where I was untamed, a sport that allowed me to be the most raw of who I am, running like a boy, unimagined. And there was no world that asked me to be pretty. And uh, and then the sunflower, which held space for me in that I didn't have to be traditional beauty to be beautiful like the rose. I could be like a sunflower where... I've got these big, beautiful petals that the world can't help but be drawn to, but also that inner brown that is like maybe not as easily consumed, which kind of changes how your consumption is. It's not easy. It's not for everybody. And that's okay too. Mm. Has it always been like that for you? Or are you only now um, landing to this deeper knowing of yourself? Has it always been like that way? in a place where you didn't see yourself finding belonging, have you always known that was, there was still home within, if I was to put it that way? Yes, yes. Home, I've, I think that's probably been my most incredible part that I could create safe spaces for myself, be it if it was in books like the Harry Potter books and I would read all of them and everyone would say, why don't you stop reading? But there were these worlds that I could paint everybody and imagine in the most incredible ways and I could live there while living here. Um, and, And I knew I battled with peer pressure because everyone was saying, why can't you just be like that? Why can't you just? Yeah. And, and, and it just never landed for me. I, it, it was just not working. And so I would always go back to the inner. And it's so incredible to see today. 
uh, how the inner has played out and she lives like wild and beautifully and untamed and not trying to be small for anybody nor trying to conform to conform and i think that's beautiful that the inner has become outside as well sure <laughs> you know i was about to ask you about um the challenges that you had to face um not having anything familiar around you to reference as you were becoming who you are right now but now i'm wondering was it did it give you freedom rather to discover yourself because there was nothing familiar so therefore there was nothing defined it wasn't defined so you had the freedom to actually make it whatever it was as you were saying right now untamed could you say that not having anything or anyone's reference um or to see yourself through gave you freedom or was it more challenging than it gave you freedom i think it definitely gave me freedom to be what i want to be i don't think it has always been easy but i think it has always just been knowing that that i refuse and i think that's the word i refuse to to let societal standards and normatives dictate me and and over the years i just you know i often look back at little me and just think where did i get the strong fight because normally you'll be like oh yeah 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 of course i could just be that and and my my heart never let me not when i got started working not when you know i've just battled and i've always just held the sanctity of what has lived within and I'll never forget when my heart was beating the loudest and you know and it sounds weird but she was threatening to leave she was saying you're not in truth you're not in truth and and I think we all get that ultimate knock and and that's the final knock before the heart stops speaking to us mm-hmm. and what and I think I then? I was in corporate and I was just battling with the boxing and the normalizing of just weird and abusive structures and I couldn't understand why the one side is okay with it and the other side is okay giving it and I'm just like what is wrong with all of you what's going on here and and it was just so incredible how I feel like the whole universe just took charge to say yeah well you you don't want to listen but you're going to listen and uh Mm-hmm. and it was so incredible because from leaving that to starting my own consultancy again doing things the way i like to do them and and again challenging right i've never not been challenging and someone would say but you're putting our contract in jeopardy and i say then pick someone else for the job i don't know how to not be what i am and i don't know how to be um small to make you big yeah uh, sure and so that an interesting thing uh and the interesting dance of life with me <laughs> as for i don't know how to make me small so that she can be big isn't that how corporate makes us think and see ourselves as small and they big and how dare how dare you dream and how dare you ask i used to ask wild things like can i get the rest of the year off i've made my targets and and i'll never forget my managing director saying wait what I'm like no 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 if my cost to company is x my target for the year is obviously measured against you need to be able to pay that off and then make some profit we're 7 months in i've signed your monies do i get paid my salary and i'll see you guys next year and he was like no that's not how it works and i was like wow. why That's stupid <laughs> 
Wow. It makes sense. And you think that's how it should be done. Yeah. And so I've just always been that person. Yeah. Why is this like that? Why is, and everyone's just like, yeah. And the, and the answer must make sense. If it doesn't make sense, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. A big problem. <laughs> Interesting. But what did you study then? Tell me so I was in Vasti for only two years and we had this whole, you know how it is with finances. Um, but I studied biochemistry and that's another thing. Only science made sense. So A students, you know, I got an A for physics and chemistry. And so the natural thing was to study science. But I remember in my first and second year, my lecturer would always be like, so do you know that scientists don't talk a lot? Like I would be cutting like this rat open and like opening up like little pieces of it in zoology and just putting like the different parts while like chatting away. And she'd always say, but biochemists are actually often very quiet. I don't know if you're in the right space. And I was just like, I think we're all just trying to figure life out. You know, we're all just trying to figure this thing yeah. out. Yeah. And And I'm so glad, um, you know, I often say it's incredible. Like Steve Jobs said, you can only, you can only figure life out looking back. You can never figure it out looking, you know, forward. And I always say all of the moments of deep pain, it is to be in gratitude for them equally to the really good things that have happened because they all bring you to where you stand today. True. Yeah. That's what I've also come to know. That's what I've also yeah. come to know. But what would you say are some of the parts of you that you've had to abandon um, in order to blend in in society? And how was it like reclaiming those parts of you now back? The parts that, I'd ha- that I had to abandon the most is my ultimate need for equality in spaces for us to be undefined, to be unboxed, to be just what we are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the world kept on saying, no, this is how the world works. There's white people, there's black people. And it just had this odd energy. And so every single time I would go at it, I, and I think to this day, that's probably been my biggest pain point. The idea of how society is constructed. Sure. It's constructed, but allow it to happen like yeah. and, and it's not even and I and I also have to hold the space of recognizing the privilege it is but also I've I don't come from a wealthy family I don't come from a space where if anything goes wrong I can go back to any kind of family money or space and so I've had moments when I look back and I say what on earth were you trusting because like, if you lose your job you're gonna you can't pay your car you can't but I just couldn't I could never hold my ability to exist only contingent on security. For me, it felt like that was never the, the, the trade-off. And mm-hmm. yes, I work, but, and I'd be the same person who says, you can't tell me about my salary almost as though you're doing me a favor. I provide a service, right? You know, I provide a service. And, and so for me, it was the needing to neglect my beliefs and to watch the society unfold in front of me and just think what's going on you know it, it's like you're walking around you're like wait 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 no 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 and someone's like that's just how it is that's how that's it, just mm. that's just yeah. how it is I, i'm sorry I, I i want out i want out of the world of that's just how it is mm-hmm. i'm good thanks and to and to reown it and to be in truth and to speak my truth every day now is to recognize that 
my passion has always been for unboxed living, uncategorized, un untamed, uh, not by the blackness of my skin, nor the idea of what a woman is. And so as I found the ocean and she opened me up to be true, I could ultimately speak the things that ail me, the things that I battle with. And so I throw it out into the world now and, and it feels safer. And perhaps I've healed as well from the scars of, of that time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I was going to ask you, you said something about, you don't know what you were trusting. And I know, and man, I find myself there, but I also just find myself at a crossroad of, I think the demands of being human, right? And also just trusting something greater than me. I want to ask yeah. you though, what were you trusting when you leaped out of corporate and decided I'm going to dive into the sea, literally? I almost want to say... I trusted my heart because there was a time where I could hear it beating. I thought other people could hear it. The anxiety was so loud. And, um, but then I did not know that I needed to trust her more. And so I held on to the brain being the holder of knowledge and idea of how we move in society. But the most conditioned as well. 100%, right? Yeah. The, the mind says, when I say what is the difference between the mind and the heart, the heart dreams without boundaries, whereas the mind dreams with, you know, it holds up the, all the evidence that it has collected over time to say what is possible and what is not. And the heart doesn't have that, right? So she can say, I want to travel for the next seven months. She just, she just says it. And, and the mind is like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. You need to have money in order to, and the heart's like, I don't care. I said, I want what I want. And so my journey to where I am today started by having date nights with my heart. And it started with Wednesday nights where I would, COVID was going on. And yes, I'd started doing some work before COVID, but COVID was happening. And every Wednesday I would dress up uh, for myself, make a beautiful meal, turn off the television, turn off the phone, turn off everything and just sit in silence with beautiful food. And, and I would just, it was to dress up and to show up for myself in the way that I picture showing up or whatever love it is that you would have in your life. You know, if you had a male lover, that's how you would show up, but I would be showing up for myself. Those date nights went from being 30 minutes to being four hours to being six hours. And the heart would just be pouring. And and I think if I have to think of it, there was a point where the mind stopped fighting. The mind stopped saying, no, you can't do that. No, you can't. And the mind started saying, okay, yeah. how do I? And that's when everything changed. I'd like to say, how do I obey you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Such a beautiful love. I want to then ask you though, what was the most hardest thing um, that you've had to share as you were becoming who you are? The hope to belong. Mm. I had to shape that because there would, there would always be these spaces that you just hope to be accepted and you just hope to be seen and you just hope to be, but people never give you that. And the, the, in the spaces that I was knocking at that particular time, 
I was foreign, no matter how hard I tried, um, I was foreign. And so for me, it was hard to, there was this wanting for human connection, but at the same time battling with it when it came around. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the one thing that I, I had to shed was this hope for human approval. And I did. And some days I still see it today where I'm like, oh, I really don't want to make anyone upset, but we got to tell the truth, you know? And, uh, and I had to let that go. And so today, you know, I had to shed the idea of approval, but also I had to shed the idea of money being, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I just remember in 2020 saying, let the the work opportunities that come that require me to be small to move right past me because I have a different kind of currency and I'm going to need to continuously prove to the universe that I'm worthy of the dream that you hold for me. And so when I'm not in truth, I don't deserve and I can't be trusted. So it was a thing that I had to say, okay, no, 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 no. Do I need the money? Yes, but that can't be the dictator. And so I'm ready to lose everything just to have my heart just to have the fullness and the pureness of the universe. And boy, did I, and I did go on to lose everything. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, um, you know, last year, come back to consultancy, you know, this is your stuff. You're going to get a good bonus. You're going to get this, you're going to get that. And the universe just looks straight at you and says, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose comfort? Or are you still going to continue to walk along this unbeaten path searching for me? And when you see me, what do I look like to you? How pure are you? Have you burnt off the ideas of who you are? So you can be molded at the highest temperatures to become what you need to be. Are you ready? You know, and I think that's the constant question. Yeah. Yeah. What have you come to love about yourself? I've come to love my raw. I've come to love my wild and embrace it. That's the one thing that it just, I, I, I've just loved my wild and the untamed nature of it and the, the multifaceted existence that doesn't need explaining. Um, and just kind of shedding the idea that we're one thing. We are many things and the world wants us to just be one thing. And so, yeah, I love my wild. I love the way I hold my darkness. There was always like a dance around it. And now it's just, it's so beautiful to, to watch all of me and recognize that I'm not only one thing. And that's a beautiful thing. (laughs) This is such a a feast. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) What would you say then belongs to you and you never share with the world because that part of you is what makes you belong to you? Ooh. Wow. What belongs to me that I don't share with the world? Hmm. That's such a hard one. I'm actually wondering. I would probably say the fullness of myself. So I often, I share parts of me. But I don't think, like, I've of, I often say to my sister, I need to consult all the Zandis, right? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, there's different Zandis that show up at different times. And if we're going to make up a, a decision, all the Zandis must agree. And I don't know if you've ever seen, like, Big Bang Theory, when all the, I don't know if you watch it, but there's this scene where the Sheldons have a meeting. 
Yeah. And it's like the scientist Sheldon, the this Sheldon. And then how does everyone feel? I have a lot of that. I have, it's beautiful to watch the different parts of me show up in society and how the different parts move to make space for the, the, the constantly shifting and, and existing Zandi. Um, I recently made an example. I said, normally when we look at a mirror, we just see ourselves. But if you walk into a lift and it has those that place where when you're looking at yourself and you see multiple levels of you, I don't know if you've seen yeah, it in a lift, yeah. multiples. And if you move again, it's even more multiples of you. And I feel like we haven't even begun to touch the surface of who we are and who we could become. And the fact that we can, I don't know, I feel like we just need to travel more and be less afraid and to be less afraid to like, you know, we want to call things, we want to term things, um, you know, and I think no one, gets to see the fullness of Zandi and it's so beautiful to be in her richness and in her wild and in her raw. I have the biggest parties in my head and I freaking love it. Like, and I think perhaps that's the one thing that will always belong to me that very few people will ever get to see. I love this because it's a privilege then it means for me to actually just be here <laughs> and be experiencing this part of you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. What would you say that the solo traveling um, experiences that you've had, and you just touched on that actually now, has gifted you with? It has gifted me with the ability to recognize that we are all connected, that everything is alive, that rocks hold energy, that trees hold incredible energy, that as humanity, we are we think we're strangers, but, and, and it's this word that we use, strangers, strangers, but they're just humans we haven't met yet. And it is to recognize that we are all like a, a connector from each other and that you're never alone. That's what I've learned. You're never alone and you're always surrounded by everything you need right there and then. And to not be afraid to, to bridge out and, and, and be. Yeah. You said something about um, strangers that makes me appreciate how you use words. And I guess also makes me appreciate the language and the expansion of it right now. Um, I think what we've lived to know is the definitions of things. And we've just limited ourselves to that because also language is limited. What you just shared now that strangers are just people who haven't met, that is so beautiful. <laughs> and that is the yeah. truth of yeah. <laughs> right and that is also an invitation to explore more of that than just having okay we are strangers you know yeah. there's a barrier already I cannot trust this person whereas when you say this is a person I haven't met yet there is an invitation yeah. there to connect deeper so I yeah. love that thank you I, I feel like we we need to expand so much we need to expand ourselves so much. My sister once asked me a question. She said, yeah, but what about your new friends and aren't your older friends more important or whatever? And I said, no, everybody is serving the purpose that they need to be serving as they are. Your friends don't become any greater friends because you've been together for 15 years. What if the last person who has just entered your life is at the right season to create something that you're needing that your 15 year old friendship can't do? So we have these ideas of how we, we give trust and how we, um, 
give importance to things and what would happen if the things weren't the most important things, but they were all equally important working and shifting and faceting and becoming in the way in which we need. Um, because then we don't need to have the most favorite anything. Yeah. I love everything the same, like, you know, and I feel like we just need to like unbundle even the words so that we can be more freed from, from, from what we perceive to be closed structures like love. Yeah. Yeah. You also shared something that I saw this morning. It was so beautiful. Might've shared it long time ago. It says, let nothing become just anything. Every single thing is intention and purpose and being the all currency for living. And I found that so beautiful and just exactly what you've been sharing right now. I want to ask you though, in you evolving and changing, how have you had to reintroduce yourself to people or have you had to reintroduce yourself to people at all? I think I'm lucky in that I've always had very small circles because I'm just generally not the easiest consumption. And so to the people that are closest to me, there was no need to reintroduce. It's just a celebration of the oddness that she is kind of going out into the world and just becoming what she is. But at the same time, I've never been afraid to lose people. Um, I have this weird thing. I just feel like all we have is the now, right? What we had yesterday lives in the yesterday. What will come tomorrow is what will be, but it's all contingent on the now, the present. So I'm, I'm not afraid. I recognize that, you know, we bank the idea of when something will matter most, everything only matters in the now. And, and so I think for me, um, if I have to lose people, it will hurt. And I've, I've danced this dance so many times with the universe where be it if it's someone that I love that I have to let go. And I feel it, right? I feel it in my whole body as that energy changes that I know that I'm getting ready to lose that person. Um, or it's something that I really want. And so it's a constant space of gratitude with the pain that I could be graceful through hardship and to mourn and still be in gratitude because you recognize that you are being led and wherever it is that you need to be will furnish you with the resources that you need to be there. Mm -hmm. And so not be afraid to put the load down and to not be afraid to lose anything because ultimately the only things that we have is ourselves. Um, and so to just, yeah, so that's, that's it for me. Um, just not being afraid to show up, but also not being afraid to let what needs to be let go, to be released in love. To be released in love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine that you have conquered one of the most feared things, which is water and the ocean. What do you think right now? I know you would say that you have no fear. What is any, do you have any existing fear right now? I can't think of something that I'm actively afraid of. The answer is I'm not afraid of anything. If anything, even with the ocean, I love her so much. I can't imagine a world or a day without her. But I'm very, uh, I'm very not afraid if that is a thing. (laughs) Is your mind usually at peace when you are underwater, even when you are surrounded by everything else? Yes. Especially it's everything home. living there. Yeah? It's home. Yeah, it's home for me. 
It's yeah. all the animals. It is, I witness, I witness myself in the ocean in the most real and wild way. And, and that's why I always say the ocean needs to become more accessible because it's an incredible feeling to belong just as you are without needing to explain yourself, how you got there, why you're there, why you're not anywhere else. It's incredible to just belong just as you are. And everyone must experience that at least once in their lives. Sure. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Even sharks are amazing to witness. Yeah, well, I see them in your videos and I'm always in awe and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm glad though that I guess it it only, it, it can't just end in videos, but I'm glad that I'm able to experience, and most of us actually who are part of your community are able to experience that world, um, yeah, as it becomes more accessible to everyone. Yeah. So thank you for I the work that you do. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you. No, I think it's, I've just recognized how, you know, when I started posting more, it said, we need to see ourselves in order to believe that we can. And I might be the one who's diving, but over the fifth or 10th dive, you're diving with me, right? Yes, it's, not just me. It's, it's like, you know, and then I get messages that say, but weren't you scared here? And I freaked out here. And I believe that is what happens when we create the space of new possibility and new existence and new things that we don't know. And we begin to know through the people that we interact with. And so we touch their lives. It's like touching the hem of what, you know, like in the Bible, when everyone says, you know, the hem of God or whatever the, you might be, your belief is. And I touch your hem in your peace, right? In the same way I interface your, your work, it is to be on your social and be present and touch it and be healed by it and to travel with it. And I feel like we don't, we don't recognize the, the, the gold and the gift of the present when we are present wherever it is that we are. You don't need to be next to me in order for me to touch the magic that you hold and for it to live inside of my body too, you know? Yeah, this is so healing. No, also when I think about the question on fear, I mean, it makes sense that you wouldn't have any that you can think of top of mind if you've also loosened the attachment to anything and you are easy to release. I think that's one of the things that makes us so fearful when we have yeah. strong bounds and holds on or over things um, in our lives. So in closing this, where do you feel most at home? in the ocean I know I, I, I feel most at home in the ocean but I feel most at home in myself when I'm alone a lot of people experience the extroverted Sandy but no one knows the levels of introvert I am I had a friend of mine who once said you are next level introvert you did five months by yourself on the road and I said that's when you got to know the levels of introverted I am and so it is to decide when I want to consume human spaces and when I don't and when I just want to be with Sandy and to just wake up and touch every single part of her face and say what do you want for breakfast and you know and and those are the moments that are and so it is to be within myself but it is ultimately to be with the ocean whether I'm next to her whether I'm in her whether I'm on the surface in every single way she she mirrors my wild and she makes me normal. And so she's home for me. <laughs> home for you. 
<laughs> I love that. What part of your life now would you say that um, is a gift to your younger self? I would overlay that with what have you had to affirm your inner child as you were evolving and growing to who you are now? To not be apologetic for what I am. So when I think of little Zandi, it was just the constant frustration of not, not understanding these boxes. And today, I think we heal every day in the wild of my life. Um, be it if I'm like climbing some mountain, camping by myself in some wild forest, um, and just doing all of these things that have always been normal. And like I get scars and cuts and, and it's just... Uh, and no one could ever tell me that this is how girls behave. And this is how black people are in society. She is just everything. She is wild and she's running. And, and I mean, I often talk about my smile. Everyone used to say, oh my word, you have such a big smile. And I just remember thinking, like, I feel like if you could, you could like wrap it behind my ears. And somewhere along the way, a few years ago, the smile came back, the big, crazy smile. And and I think to gift my younger self that is one of the biggest reminders that we've walked towards ourselves completely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Is there any project that you're currently working on that you'd like to share with this community? Um, there's so much exciting stuff that's happening in the world. I think, you know, in July, everybody just look out for something that's really cool that's going to be coming into the world. Oh, and in June as well, actually. But um, what to look out for? My first film. This is exciting. I make my my first film. It's been commissioned and, you know, the, the kids are paying for it. And I wrote a story and Water Bear is funding it. And so look out for it. I'm going to be making it in July and I think it'll be on streaming platforms in October-ish. So I'm really excited for that. Keep That's an eye out for that. It'll be yeah. My first work. Uh, of the many pieces of work that I intend to put out into the world with such intentionality of, of this truth and this existence and this, and this life. That's actually exciting. And I mm. think it reminds me of the time when I actually sent you an inbox and said, you remind me of my, is it my octopus teacher? And I yes, couldn't yes. wait to actually see more of the work that you do. So yeah, I can't wait to actually see this film come out. This will be beautiful. Okay, lastly, can you please share any affirmation or reminder to anyone that's listening and maybe perhaps also just a, a question to reflect on from the conversation that we've had? Yep. The affirmation would be all that matters is the now. The present is a gift and it creates the tomorrows that we hope for. When we are in integrity in the now, we create without needing to worry about the future it builds itself. Um, so that is my affirmation. It is to always see the beauty and the gift of the now as an affirmation. And the question that I love to ask myself is, how can I serve Zandi better today? Because how she is, is a direct relation to how she shows up in society. Um, half, half full glasses. Uh, are no good because they work on a rationed existence. You can only pour a little bit there, a little bit there. But when you are abundant in the self, you're able to abundant to be abundant everywhere you show up. Um, so self-care is the ultimate way in which we can show up in the, the most beautiful of our own light. 
um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, sis. Um, yeah, I said it that I've been feasting. This has been such a beautiful conversation. And thank you for sharing yourself in such a beautiful way. I appreciate thank you. Thank you for having me. And I really hope that it all lands in the in the way that we best hope. And I think I always love to say, I recognize the levels of privilege that have walked into and interfaced with me, regardless of where I come from. So to get to this place, to get to a space where, you know, there's a level of questioning of authority, I recognize the privilege that is also so interlocked in that. And uh, yeah, and so thank you for having me. And just, yeah, I just hope all of us touch the fabric of ourselves. Right. And we love the way we feel and just like, <laughs> let the world have it, throw it around like glitter. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and thank you for this platform. And yeah. Sure. Can't wait to see more of you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really do appreciate you for being here. Please remember to share your love openly here by subscribing, sharing these episodes, and also just adding your feedback on the reviews. So this podcast can also be easily found by those in similar journeys and needing the message here. I would love to hear how the podcast is helping you. So do share that too with me and be sure to check the podcast out on Instagram. Keep well, chat to you soon.